Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 363, for Wednesday, August 3rd, 2016. This is the BGG Page Views edition. This week there are 31 games above the 10,000 view mark, which is the second most we have seen in this second era of high flying that has now been going on for almost three months. Uh, The previous, or the high, amount is 33 games above 10,000, which is from June 8th. Sliding four spots to number 10 is Codenames by Vlada Kavadl, published by Czech Games Edition with 14,366. That's off 27%. The first of our five new entries on the chart, returning after 22 weeks away at number 9, is Terraforming Mars by Jacob Friselius and published by Stronghold Games with 15,450. This is the second time Terraforming Mars has charted. The other time it charted, it debuted at number one and promptly dropped off the following week. This time around, it's here because partly because of a Board Game Geek contest, and also with Gen Con coming up, there's been an announcement of availability for this game. Our second new entry is at number eight, a debut, Tiny Epic Quest, by Scott Alms, published by Gamelin Games, with 15,985 views, about 535 more than Terraforming Mars. I'm not entirely sure why this one made the list. I couldn't really see anything in the forums referencing it. The Kickstarter is still a month or two away, but here you go. At number seven for the second week in a row is Pandemic Legacy by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games, with 17,000. 928. That's off about 6%, but still 2,000 views clear of Tiny Epic Quest. Our third new entry, returning after 42 weeks away and charting for the fourth time, is at number 6, The Others, by Eric M. Lang, published by Guillotine Games and Cool Mini or Not, with 18,186. 260 or so more than Pandemic Legacy. The subtitle on this game is Seven Sins, and the blurb from its Kickstarter campaign was A horror board game where a handful of heroes must face the terrifying, corruptive forces of the Seven Sins. It's now arriving to backers a little more than four months later than originally projected. At number five for the second week in a row, and the third week of the last four, Star Wars Rebellion by Corey Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with 21,239, a gap of 3,000 or more, it is more, between Rebellion and the others, and a 6% gain for Rebellion's 30th week on the list, which puts it at number 15 on the list of longest-running games on the chart. Uh, The longest-running game this week is Pandemic Legacy, which is currently at number 10, on that same list, with Blood Rage directly ahead of it. And it gained a week on Blood Rage this time around because Blood Rage missed. In its third week on the chart, after two weeks at number two, sliding back two spots to number four, is Cry Havoc by Grant Rodiak, Mikal Arach, and Mikal Balshak, published by Portal Games, with 25,345. 
That is down 34%, and yet it basically just returns it to the level it was at two weeks ago. It has 61 views more than it had two weeks ago. Our fourth new entry, returning after 10 weeks away and charting for the eighth time, at number three is Seafall by Rob Davio, published by Ironwall Games and Plaid Hat Games with 26,501, an 83% increase, and about 1,200 more than Cry Havoc. Its release is impending. We know there will be some copies at Gen Con, and that's probably part of what stirred up the attention. Pre-orders are supposed to be filled over the next month or so, and then we'll see what happens to its position on this list. The gap between Seafall and Cry Havoc, as I said, about 1,200. Then about 4,000 back to Rebellion, 3,000 back to the others in Pandemic Legacy, 2,000 back to Tiny Epic Quest and Terraforming Mars, another 1,000 back to Codenames. The gap between Seafall and our number two game is 36,000. Seafall had 26,000. 36,000 is the gap. Debuting there at number two is Mansions of Madness, the second edition, by Nikki Valens, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 62,102. Of course, this is an updated version of Mansions of Madness, now first edition, which was released in 2011 and currently is ranked number 174. According to the Board Game Geek description, the second edition is a fully cooperative app-driven board game of horror and mystery for one to five players that takes place in the same universe as Eldritch Horror and Elder Sign. So, 62,000. That's good enough for the eighth most views ever and uh, the highest amount for a game that didn't actually hit number one in the week that it charted that number of views. It's also our 50th Different game with 25,000 views or more, and uh, I'm done tracking that. I'm going to give you the list of 50, not today, but we'll maybe do that Saturday, and then I will not keep paying attention to that because it's exploded here over the last few months, and it's 50. That's There's no reason to keep track of all of those. There's a lot. 25,000 is now a good performance, but it's really not even noteworthy when you have to crack 40,000 just to make the top 40 uh, page views of all time. But wow, 62,000 and not number one. That tells you something about what Scythe has done again. Let's get into it. At number one, for the fifth consecutive week, the eighth time overall is Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier and Alan Stone, published by Stonemeyer Games. It is the sixth game, sixth different game, to have eight weeks at the number one spot. But eight weeks is a plateau because four games have gotten to eight and not gotten to number nine. Scythe is the fourth. The last one to do it was Star Wars Rebellion, which had its eighth week on May 11th. Prior to that, Star Wars Imperial Assault and Marvel Dice Masters Avengers vs. X-Men. Now, I would have said that it's almost guaranteed to hit a ninth week at the top. But who really knows, with Mansions of Madness pulling off this crazy 62,000 second-place finish and Gen Con coming up this weekend. So it'll be interesting to watch. Oh, did I not mention its view total? 78,000 
477, a 16% increase or more than 10,000 more than it had last week. That demolishes the all-time record for most views ever, the record that it set three weeks ago by 10,095, which is about 15% more than that previous total. Scythe now holds the top four spots on the all-time list. And I got to wondering, you know, if there's any way to kind of suss out exactly how much of this is Scythe being unique and how much of it is the environment that it's in. Because as I have documented, there are more views on the site. Once again, as I've also said before, I don't know why. I don't know why the view totals are so much higher. I honestly do suspect it has something to do with the way they're counting them with the website redesign, but I'm willing to accept uh, the possibility that it might just be the redesign has attracted a lot more traffic, but there's no way to know for sure. Point is, it is a higher view environment. And so is Scythe really unique or could any game that was really popular have done this well in this environment? Well, that's not an easy question to answer. I did go back and look at all of the number one games, or the number one games, not the number one games, the games that had the most page views, set the record, set the mark, going all the way back to when Android Netrunner first cracked 35,000 back in early 2013. Uh, and so that gives us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different occasions. So Netrunner had 35,214. It then reset the mark a few months later, just by a little bit, 35,384. Then the mark was obliterated in, uh, the right after Gen Con of 2013, when Pathfinder Adventure Card Game burst onto the scene with over 56,000 views. Marvel Dice Masters came along the next spring in late April 2014 with almost 63,000. Star Wars Imperial Assault in December of 2014 had over 63,000. And then here comes Scythe this year, first hitting 68,000 three weeks ago, and this week hitting 78,000. Right, those are the seven games we're looking at. And what I tried to do, the comparison I made was looking at the top 10, looking at the distance sort of the distance, the relative distance between the game that was number one and the game that was number two. That didn't really tell me much. And then looked at the game between number one and number 10. I felt like that told me a little bit more because by the time you hit number 10, it's starting to level out a little bit. And so then what I actually ended up doing is adding together games two through 10, their view totals. And that, I think, did tell me something noteworthy. So going back to that original Netrunner from February of 2013, the games in the 2 through 10 spots had about 106,000 views between them. Netrunner had about 35, so 33%. And a little later on, when they hit the second time, those games had, from 2 through 10, had 110,000. And in uh, when Pathfinder did, a little bit later on that year, it was 105,000. And when Marvel Dice Masters hit, it was 101,000. So you see, that's a pretty narrow range, right? Between 101 and 110,000 views for the games ranked 2 through 10. 
pretty stable. Those are all pretty much directly comparable. Then you look at the more recent three, the ones that came in the eras of high flying. Imperial Assault was at 161,000. So that's a different environment, right? Because that meant that there were essentially between, what, 50 and 60% more views among games 2 through 10. And so when a game, when Imperial Assault just edged out Dice Masters by about, you know, 600, well, really Dice Masters had the more impressive achievement, wouldn't you agree? When it had 62% of the total of the other games in the top 10, whereas Imperial Assault only had 38%. And it's interesting to look at Scythe. There were the total from three weeks ago, 181,000 was the total of the other games in the top 10. And Scythe only had, just like Imperial Assault, 38% of that. And this week, 217,000 is the total. That's a bit of an outlier because of Mansions of Madness. That was That's a crazy one. But if we factor that in, 36% of the games and the other games in the top 10. If we take Mansions of Madness out and slot in the number 11 game instead, then we're looking at 169,000, and Scythe has about 46%. But I think however you slice it, you have to kind of take that into consideration. And so these games in the era of high flying, yes, they have the higher totals, but I think probably the most impressive number one was Marvel Dice Masters, which managed 63,000 views at a point where the number eight, another no, number seven game wasn't even in, didn't even have 10,000. And the number 10 game had less than 9,000. And here, in a fallow part of the year, spring is not a busy time on the site, Marvel Dice Masters came along with 63,000. It makes me think, if it had been able to manage that same, say, 60% of of what the rest of the top 10 had, you know, it makes me think that it might have had something like 90,000 views if it had been released with the same sort of attention this week. Obviously, there's no way to know. I just wanted to take a little bit of the air out of Scythe's balloon and yet still want to acknowledge that what it's doing is remarkable. Can it do it for one more week? We'll find out next week. This episode is for Wednesday, August 3rd, 2016.